Hello, lovers. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I don't know. It just makes me laugh. All right. Just think about it. Let's we, do it. We've already had this long conversation, and I just like right in the lull of it, I'm just like, hello, lovers. Yeah, that is a bit weird when you put it that way. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. This week is a oh well hold hold whoa whoa it's crazy you you always get ahead of yourself yeah like every time you just jump straight into what we're doing and forget to introduce yeah. what if some was this like their first time listening yeah exactly my name just everybody voices is Koji I am a part time Jedi only part time though and full time. Ooh, I don't know. I'm trying to tie this back to Rogue One, but like um, uppity droid, sure. maybe. Yeah. And with me, as always, is my good friend and Jar Jar Binks enthusiast. Oh, I feel like you've used that one before, too. Oh, like have people I? People are going to think that I actually like Jar Jar or I'm like a Jar Jar apologist or something. <laughs> well, you were I'm telling not. me the other day that you think that episode one, two, and three are superior if not equal to four five and six i think you said that's, that that's a no or at least superior if not equal to episode seven maybe i could argue I that one said that whoa I probably. I, I think that that is what got me into trouble bat, like a year ago anyway we'll come back to that yeah there's gonna be a lot of star wars talk i imagine in the next we are actually joined this week by a good friend ex-bandmate and lighting expert for Rogue One, uh, Ben Tillman. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's up? This is almost a continuation of an interview that I did with Ben earlier on the Buns podcast, ISO the Buns podcast. So if you want to hear more about Ben and his shit, um, download that show or start listening to that show as well. But on this show, we are going to talk about the hidden gem for the week is the Clone Wars animated series 2003. That's crazy that it's 2003. Yeah, I. Right? That's what. That's, that's, it, yeah, like it's before the 3D one. This is yeah. the Flash what? one. Oh, what the fuck? Wait, though. Wait, were you watching the 3D one? No, no. Oh, okay. no. I watched the, ri- I watched the right one. <laughs> yeah. I just am trying to like put Date in. Cr- well, that and also like. Because I remember when I was in animation, probably, I guess, in. Th- Third, the summer between third and fourth year, I saw Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So I'm just trying to organize when the movies came out because I was like, wait, the cl- the animated show came out in 2003? I think that's when Something it was. Like that's that, fucked yeah. up. Well, I mean, you, you can Google it if you want, but... No, it's fine. Anyway, whatever. Let's not get caught and up on that right now. The, uh, the gotta love it for the week and new bar for me anyway mm-hmm. is the Star Wars holiday special. This is the all Star Wars episode which yeah. is I'm also cool to do this every holiday at this point also somewhat forward. christmas yeah. related i mean this should have yeah. been a may the fourth episode if you ask me but yeah but i'm not back in may so. yeah yeah it's good we could just keep this one until <laughs> this coming may uh <laughs> so ben is actually uh living in singapore because that's where industrial lights and magic 
Yeah, that's right. Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah, that's where they were before they were bought out by Disney. I guess they're still there. Yeah, we're st- well, it's where one of our studios is. It's like Disney now. It's not... Well, do you want to get into the hierarchy of everything, or do we really care? I don't know. I you mean, I care. I, yeah. I don't know. You could talk about it here, or we could talk about it after, if you'd rather not. Well, I'll just... <laughs> I can just... No, I, I can be Pulse quick. It's just... Um, so, Disney bought Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm owns ILM. Can I also just say at this point that... Uh, I have always thought that Industrial Light and Magic is probably one of the coolest fucking names yeah, it for is a company cool, like it? in the history of like it's so sick. Yeah. It's so perfect. Fuck. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of nerding out so, and like fawning in yes. this episode. Ben worked on on Rogue One, if that wasn't already clear. Fuck. Uh so we'll get into that. I will at least promise that we will say spoiler alert before we get into any spoilery territory, but it might happen as per this podcast. What do you mean? Yeah. It's it's going to happen. Full yeah. disclosure, though, if you don't know what happens at the end of this movie, then yeah. I suggest you go back and watch any yeah the entire any, series, <laughs> any Star Wars movie. But yeah, I mean, whatever. Let's not let's focus. Let's talk about the uh, the hidden gem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I just kind of want to talk about Rogue One, but I know we'll come yeah. back to it. We'll come back to it. I'm yeah. just trying to put it off because yeah. if you start me talking about it, I'm not going to yeah. stop. I'm going to forget. Let's do every- what we have to do first, yeah, and then let's do what we came here to do. Yeah. Before the- we go to that, though, yeah, uh, there is one thing that I want to mention. Just because yeah. you brought up Jar Jar Binks, mm-hmm. mm. there's a full size Jar Jar Binks uh, model in the studio <laughs> that I have to walk past every day on my way to review. Oof. It's oof. Oh yeah. But maybe it's there as like a warning. Is it like posable? Does it have points no, of articulation? It's like a, it's like a, well, not Pro, like like a, a movie a proper sculpture. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's kind of like there in the same way that when you're watching one of those movies and there's people walking through the jungle, there's like a head on a spike. It's like, turn around now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there to be like, look, this is what happens. Although... From an effects perspective, though... Also, also that whole like hidden Sith Lord oh, thing. Yeah, oh. yeah that, that was actually pretty interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Clone Wars, the animated series. Or as I like to refer to it, Mace Windu, the most badass Jedi. Wish we got to see way more Mace Windu. Yeah. In the yeah, they made him into a really cool fuck. character. He, it, he's unstoppable. It, it, watching this animated series made me just be like, how did he fall for anything? It, like, how did he not kill every bad guy right. ever? It was so sick. Like fucking riding the dro- the the uh, you know the crazy droid ship, the droid fighter, and like oh man, so awesome. Anyway, what were you gonna say though? What Just, were you actually? I was gonna, gonna say? say done in the style of Samurai Jack. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what drew uh, drew me to it initially is just yeah. how beautiful it looked. I was never a Samurai Jack guy. Style. Although really? I, I heard they're bringing it back. Ah, they are, yeah. They're continuing yeah, it. What is it? Twenty grizzled? years in the future or something? Yeah, he's got like a beard. And he's yeah, all, like, it looks like it's gonna be really badass. I mean, I watch episodes here and there, but I wasn't like in love with it. Mm. Samurai Jack. I mean, Clone Wars. I never actually saw um, when it was on tv proper i only had seen it like years later yeah same i saw well i saw bits and pieces when it was on because i was going to school for animation so like Mm -hmm. people were pretty chut like people were fucking losing their shit over it when they're they're like what because that was also around the time if you remember like at least for my generation there was when i was young they re there was the star wars special edition 
Right. So everybody had kind of already seen Star Wars, but Star Wars Special Edition came out and it was fresh in everybody's mind. Right. And then they announced the new ones, which I don't know, for like my parents or something, that'd be really crazy because there had been nothing for like, you know, right. two decades oh, or yeah, whatever. Was, yeah. um, so that Star Wars was kind of, it felt like it was just picking up again. So the idea of an animated series, people were like, fucking losing their minds like it was still like i feel like video game wise there was video games but it was still like there wasn't a lot of individual properties like tv the tv shows and stuff like that so this is yeah. kind of a hidden gem now because there's also clone wars the and 3d and animated rebels, and rebels there's that yeah, other yeah. 3d animated show so it uh could easily be lost in the shuffle but i prefer this is, over uh 3d animated <coughs> stuff mostly i haven't seen it so is this canon yeah, was it defi- is, is it included canon. in their redefinition of canon? Yeah. Because it's a pretty major plot. Like, well, that they there, s- oh, there's a lot of shit that happens in it where I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, they, I didn't- they set it up to bridge the gap between episodes two and episodes three, right? So that's why you meet, uh, which it that's did. where you first meet Grievous, yeah, and. Um, <laughs> You, well, as you said, where you find out that Maze Window kicks a lot of ass. You know, Grievous is crazy too, though. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also where you find out in the movie, Grievous has got that like wheeze yep. and like his all like fucked up, and his like gorgons are that are exposed are all messed up, and right. you find out it's because Mace Windu fucked him up. Yeah. The like fucking grab cr- force crushed his crushed his chest there. That was sweet. Yeah, I don't know what these days what's considered canon because I know they pretty much like did away what? with pretty much. All comics. of it. Ex- most of the most of the comics and, and, stuff. and books and, and books. Yeah, but I think it was just like the main films, and then there's like a co- there's like a handful of things outside of that, like the animated shows. Mm-hmm. I think all the animated shows. Uh, all right? the animated shows, as far as I know, are canon. Yeah, uh, and the new comics, which of course I guess started to come out after Force Awakens or around the time of Force Awakens. So you mean the Star Wars is not canon? Correct. Oh. Yeah. A dark horse, re- yeah, issue? yeah, yeah. I've been reading that. Do it, man. Couldn't do it. I couldn't read it. I couldn't finish w- it. Where Tie Fighters are mini stars, anyway. Yeah, so, it's wait, so what I haven't d- even. It's like the and Chewbacca is like a lizard man. Yeah, oh, it's fucking crazy. It's I've... it's based on the original spec script for Star Wars. They like oh, okay made a comic out of it, and they like tried to shut them down. Like if you can find a copy of it, get it because like you can't I, you can't like order it. It's yeah. like they they were like we don't want this being out there. Tom, oh, but Tom has one, and that of that's course where, Tom has one. Yeah. Um, so the, back to the series though, the animation is still spectacular. Yeah. If, if you're a fan of the, like, it, it's one of those things where I'm sure there. If you're not into animation, you maybe look at it, and if you would compare it to like today's standards or like other 2D animation, you may not like appreciate. But it's got a certain the, style. Well, to it. That's yeah, what it, I mean. But it's like with all art, like I feel like people look at it and it's very simplified in, in terms of like the, the way the characters are rendered. It's very flat. It's kind of like you could compare it to like Powerpuff Girls it's or very, Samurai it's Jack. It's very designed. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know that I've, including like the, the DC animated films, and the Marvel animated films, and even like some anime that I've seen like fight scenes that are choreographed, like boarded out that are like this amazing. Like yeah. it's like... You could tell because it was released as these mini episodes, right? That like right. each episode needed to have a crazy action scene. Yep. So the you watch like an hour, like the hour movie, which is just composed. It's like all battle scenes. So it's crazy. It's almost hard to keep up with. You're like, there's so much energy and there's so much shit happening. Oh, so you guys saw it like as movie and then movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so the versions that I have are all the episodes. All individually, so yeah. yeah. Oh, really? 
So that there's cuts in between? Yeah, like I can actually play specific yeah. episodes. Oh, okay. It's not... No, this it was still like, works with all of that removed as one thing. Like it makes perfect sense. It's interesting. The way when I... Because I remember seeing it on TV. Although, like I said, I never really watched it. But I remember... Because yeah. they were super short on television. Like six minutes or something? Yeah, like they're just super quick. Well, I think it's 15. Like I think they were the Oh, 15. Half. Okay. Well, 15 plus... So 12 because oh, of the whole sure, commercial. Sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like 10, 12 minutes or something. But... In my head, I was like, oh, this is kind of like... You ever watch Dragon Ball Z, the cartoon? Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Th- this was kind <laughs> of like... A little bit. <laughs> no, wait, a lot. A th- bit. This was like that, except without like all the bullshit that you didn't want to see. Yeah, it's contracted. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it was, there was no charging the spirit bomb there was no, for like there four was episodes. No, yeah, yeah, six yeah. months of just guys yelling at each other. Yeah. And but like, also like, I'm training like, in the hyperbolic time chamber for an entire season. And you're like, fucking, we get it. <laughs> no. You're getting super strong. But I kind of, I don't even mind that because like once he gets out, you're just like, oh, <laughs> fuck. He's been, well, you've been waiting for so long. But the problem is each episode, right, of that show would be like previously on Dragon Ball Z. And half the episode would be like, or like, you know, 10 minutes into the episode would be like previously, mm-hmm. right? And then there'd be like a sweet fight scene and then like a calm down from that fight scene. But then the next episode, that calm down period was like the previously yeah. on Dragon Ball Z. And then even once the previously was done, the first like five minutes of every episode was the last five minutes of the previous episode. Right. So you're like, fuck you, man. Yeah. So this basically yeah, cut they out. Were, they all- were really good at reusing the- footage to fill yeah. time. So they just cut out all the fat and we're just like, okay, we're going to each episode's 10 minutes long. Boom. Here you go. And, and there, yeah. And yeah. like the. Man, the fight scenes are so sweet because it like they yeah, did there's... stuff that like you couldn't maybe ease as easily show live action, but like in your head, not not because you couldn't actually make that happen with today's effects, but because like it wouldn't really make sense with like real people. Like, yeah, like it, it would be harder to buy. Well. But that you know, as a Star Wars fan, that like yeah. Jedi could do. You know what I mean? Like I remember watching the entire part where like the droid army is like attacking Coruscant, and yep. like the Jedi are like split up, and they're each like doing a different thing. And so much of what happens there is ludicrous. Like, yes. it's like fucking Yoda, like, pushes all the droids back up onto the, the, the carrier ship and then, like, lifts, like, pushes the ship back and then, like, takes another ship that's, like, trying to land and crashes them together. And you're like, that'd be cool if I saw it in the film, but I kind of be like, whoa. Like, you know, seeing... It's one thing to see a guy struggle to lift an X-Wing. It's another mm-hmm. thing to see somebody crash two ships that are, like, the size of fucking aircraft carriers but in the show i was like yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Jody this is, totally this is wicked <laughs> it kind of reminds me of another scene that i saw where two ships crash into each other that was fucking wicked mm, are yeah, we gonna totally. jump the gun already but no <laughs> really no nah, all right <laughs> all right that was fucking wicked <laughs> yeah. uh anyway spoiler alert uh, <laughs> <laughs> really drop the ball there you're gonna get some angry angry messages Anyway, I guess it didn't really. Anyway, it uh, was a good show, though. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, fair, yeah, fairly decent hidden gem, I think. Uh, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so I think we are all in agreement that uh, that this is a pretty good hidden it's great, gem. Yeah, to- for fans of animation, fans of Star Wars, because it's still canon. Yeah. It ex- it gives some cool insight into Anakin's uh, journey, I guess. But actually, you know what? That was the one thing where it's kind of like from a story perspective. So much of like episode one, two, and three are about 
you know, Anakin, spoiler alert, Anakin becoming Darth Vader. If you mm-hmm. didn't already know that, then, and you're listening to this podcast, then I don't, I don't feel bad about spoiling that. But, um, do you know that he's actually also Luke's father? Wait, what? Mm. I, yeah, as a matter of fact, I did know that. But so here's the thing, though. They show so much of like how tortured it is that I don't know that this actually did really add anything to that. It was, you know, when he goes on his like uh, vision quest when they go to that planet and he mm-hmm. like puts the those little slugs, put the body paint on him and he goes and then he has the vision of like his arm being cut off and then the arm going out of control and like killing everything that he loves. And then like the it forms like Darth Vader's helmet kind right. of. And he's like, oh, whoo. Okay, and then just like back to business as usual, and Obi Wan's kind of like, "Hey, you know that like the future is not set. Like you, you can make choices and change it, right?" And I was like, "Oh, it's like the same old thing that I yeah. get that where this was inserted into the series that maybe that hadn't come up a lot yet, but for as like a viewer or a fan, you're like, we fucking get it. Like what he clearly doesn't do anything to deviate from the path." He doesn't give enough of well, a shit. Right, yeah. He just like he just becomes the But I think the problem the problem there is that because the films were made out of order, mm-hmm. you already know that. Right? Sure, but even but like, like if you would watch it from the beginning, you'd be like, Okay, you know, who knows what's gonna happen? Maybe he won't be Yeah, evil. I guess he doesn't like go crazy until the third one when he fucks up all those Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, although you know? he is kind of a sociopath. I mean... Yeah, in the second one, he does a lot in... Yeah, anyway, whatever. That's, I mean, we watch those love scenes. There's no chemistry there. Ooh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And when he's when he's Jake Lloyd, uh, there's not really... There's evil there, but it's like inadvertent, and it's not like he's murdering people as a child. You're just like, that guy's fucking... He's going to be trouble. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you know the machete order, right? What? The, it's the order that you're supposed to watch the films in so that they okay. make sense. So you watch episode four, then episode five, then episode two, then episode three. Because four and five sets up the original storyline and it ends when you find out that um, Darth Vader's Luke's father. Okay. So then you go back and you learn about uh, Anakin's past mm-hmm. and you watch six and you throw one in the garbage. Mm. Because nothing happens in one that you need to see. Like there's nothing in there that carries over. True. Right. Um, and it gets rid of the Metachlorians. And you don't have to deal with the fact that there's, like, that uh, Padme and um, Anakin met when Anakin was, like, six or something. And mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, it, it that's also of, weird, yeah. So it gets rid of, and Jar Jar Binks isn't in the series except for episode two where he's already, he has no he's lines. He's just like a, yeah, he's yeah. just a ambassador or whatever. Yeah, it actually makes it a way tighter package if you are, if you look listen to it if you watch it cool. that way i'll do it that way next time yeah for sure maybe we'll do that for may the 4th yeah we'll and just have a star wars on seven for good measure star too. wars movie marathon we'll watch them all other than one uh, we'll watch yeah. the machete order yeah, machete order because that's, that's like i there are a bunch of people in because it wasn't as big in asia so i've got a bunch of friends out there that haven't seen it so i show it to them in that order and they're like yeah this works oh i like that cool we're gonna do it all may right. the 4th episode we're going to have a little movie marathon maybe at your place or here. Yeah. You should see the basement. It's all cleaned up now. Wow. Yeah, it's nice. Cool. It was nice. We were just down there. Um, <clears throat> anyway, let's move on to Rogue One. No, just no. kidding. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars yeah. Christmas uh, holiday special. Excuse me. H- happy light day to you, Koji. Yeah. It Fun was... Life day. Well, crazy. It was the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like my first note is uh get me in some trouble. 
What I is said, it? Uh, looks like they took a page from the, uh, or it looks like Force Awakens took a page from the holiday special book of dialogue and acting. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, where do we even start? We it, start with like the things that were bad or the things that we like. Because, well, okay, can I say one thing that's not Star Wars related that I loved about sure, this? Sure. So, the version that Koji queued up for us. Oh, the commercials. Fucking amazing. Yeah. That was in so my notes somebody, too. Somebody that was, somebody, wherever he got this version of the holiday special was like yeah. the original like VHS quality recording off of CBS oh, so you've got in like, like New York. The 70s commercials? Yeah. Yeah. Commercials from like 1978. Yeah. Easily my favorite. I actually watched. That's what got me through the whole thing is that yeah. I, it was punctuated by these ads that were fucking good. Some of them were. How about that car that like you can drive, draw a line on oh, that yeah, mat that follow and the it, track and it'll follow the, the, line. the ads were like amazing. What about the one of the, the like the union of like women's garment? Oh, yeah. Like what? Don't buy it unless you see a union sticker. But like they do. A, they sing. It's like a musical. There's yeah. all these people. Oh, fuck. It was like a trip down like post Mad Men era. It was so cool. And I know it has nothing to do with the I, thing, but I like, feel like it, I missed out on so it made much it, now. it made it more bearable and the quality too. Cause I'm <laughs> yeah, used to like, it I'm, was straight up VHS. Quality. It, it was, yeah. it was literally oh, like yeah. they had, no, they hadn't done anything to the files at all. So yeah. it was like, it was kind of hard to see what was happening most of the time. <laughs> the best part about it was like every once in a while, I'd come back from a commercial and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> like in a way that a VHS does yeah. where it like <laughs> kind of like <laughs> scrambles for a second and then comes back. The, and I, another thing that I thought was not funny, but kind of like, almost poignant yeah everything that's happening just in the world but like with the election and you know like uh sort of free trade and work kind of going overseas mm -hmm. these ads were from like the the late 70s and yeah. like 50 percent of the ad 60 percent of the ads were ads about like buying american and like but going so far as to say like this job these jobs are being sent overseas but we're still doing this. So fucking buy ours, you know, it yeah. may be more expensive, but, and like, it's crazy seeing, you know, something from like 40, but over 40 years ago where people to like, most of it was automotive. Like yeah, my name's John and I work in the factory. Yeah. The, although there's like a series of like GM ads that were like, uh, cool. It was like the, the, you know, like the 70s style dudes and like the one guy that did like the, uh, uh, a safety assurance or whatever yeah, you call yeah. the quality control guy. And then there's another guy that like works on engines. And I was just like, this is fucking surreal, man. Watching these ads now. No, like just knowing right. what has happened in like the last like 40 years. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, we can move on to the, I just like, I, I loved that. And yeah. it's basically what got me through watching this. Cause it was like every 10 minutes or so there would be just like, this is borderline unwatchable. If not just totally unwatchable. <laughs> no, it was like, Think about it, it. It was Paul Blart Mall Cop Two without the old lady getting punched in the face. Yeah, it was, and also with an additional like fifteen minutes of just Wookies speaking Wookie with no subtitles. No subtitles. <laughs> yeah, it was more than fifteen minutes. Like my first comment was, "Oh, the first twenty minutes of the movie has no dialogue." Yeah. It was just Wookiees. My my first uh, note was, "Oh, it better not be in fucking Wookiee the entire time." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But what's crazy? Okay, so I thought it would be. Very much like uh, the Muppet specials or, um, yeah, you know, the Very Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas yeah. that we watched recently, where it's just like <clears throat> some interludes, a musical number, some interludes, a mu musical number. But the first, like, 
musical number, if you even want to call it that, is like some weird Cirque du Soleil <laughs> hologram oh, yeah. no. of people like flipping around doing weird, like for no reason. Okay. Okay. Also, for for the listener, uh, normally we talk about that you got to love it. And we're like, these are, you know, it was pretty bad, but here's the things we liked. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think it's mostly going to be an episode where we just laugh and make fun of all the horrible shit. Oh, that I've got, no, I've no, got no, one on. thing. I've I, got one thing. There's some things I like. I've got a couple things. Yeah, okay. But so that that holographic performance was initially one of the, th- I was like, okay, I didn't like what was happening. The, it was sounded awful. It was hard to watch, but I was like, oh, cool. Showing, because as you know, it was like in on the Millennium Falcon, they had that like chessboard, yeah. Yeah. that game. And it was sort of like, you get, it, it's hinted at or suggested that that's something that Wookiees really like, yeah. you know, because it's sort of like people are familiar with the game, but he's like, yo, he'll Chewbacca will like tear off your arm if he loses. Like he's super into that shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. They brought that back. But then for some reason, the hologram gets projected off of, off, the, off of the thing. Yeah. that And this like, I'm not saying that was the first thing that set me off, but I was looking at it and I was like, why? Why? Like, why? Like, there's like a clear table where things are happening, and then for no reason, there's like a more life-size version of a version of a hologram that just appears, floating with no nothing Nothing. projecting it. And I was just like, what? what, Why? Who made that decision? They were like, oh, don't worry about that. People aren't going to notice. So stupid. So I liked uh, things that I liked about this. This whole the weird experience was interspecies. uh, Mark Hamill's baby face. Yeah, that that was my thing. That was like Mark Hamill sure was pretty pre car accident. <laughs> yeah, he it, it's it's almost unbelievable. He he just looks like a young woman. Yeah, like it's in this movie. He, he was even prettier than he was in episode four. And in episode four, he was already you know locked up as a heartthrob. Man, and then what I really enjoyed about this film was the little animated thing they did. I mean, the storyline was not great. But just it, like, it was like heavy metal esque, eh? yeah, yeah, it was like heavy metal stuff. without the budget. Yeah, the I, colors were s- fucking. That shit was sweet, but like not in a Star Wars way. Just in a like, this looks like a cool trippy like acid. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Like, like I, I was the liking sky's it, like mint, and green. then I realized that they only gave them three fingers, and I was like, why are you going for realism and then only giving them three fingers? Yeah, and some of the t- sometimes they would just like it looked like the situation where probably again from budget budgetary standpoint, you know, like when you watch animation, they like would like pick the areas that are limited mm-hmm. anime. You see that a lot fight scenes and like stuff they put a lot of effort into. And then like a lot of like conversation is like very limited in this. Some of the scenes that were limited, it was as if they were like, okay, I don't know how to draw somebody slumping down uh, or like passing out. Right. But instead of making like figuring out a way to do it limited, we're just going to do it really poorly. Like we're just going to like, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like they don't, they didn't find any shortcuts or ways around. They just were like, Oh, let's try to do it. Uh, it doesn't look good. Oh, it's fine. Just clean it up and leave it in. And you're yeah. just like, what? <laughs> okay. All right. But you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know that also don't know any of the backstory of how this was made. It's I, just, no, I don't I know. Don't anything either. It looks like it. they took, um, whatever amount of drugs is too much. Mm. And then, and then B Arthur is the bartender. I didn't I didn't love that specifically, but what I did love is just like there's just a bunch of scenes mashed together in this film that literally are <laughs> ab- totally incoherent and make no sense. Yo, like so okay, here's something that uh But I like that. There's a <laughs> 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 So one of the things that 
made me actually uncomfortable, like it was so strange, was uh-huh. when the their trader buddy shows up and is like, hey, Itchy, yo, I got something for you, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, sets him up in that, like, hair dryer machine. Oh, yeah, enjoy. And he... <laughs> It's like so, uh, ostensibly it, supposed to be like a family it, special, and he's like fantasy. And yeah. he's like, he's like, yo, man, guess what? You're like, you're really gonna like this yeah. if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Look around, make sure that like the, the, the your your daughter in law is and the kid aren't around. And I'm like, well, this is getting really weirdly suggestive. And then to I was like, am I gonna see like a weird Wookie like pseudo pornography? But then the fact that it was just. A woman sing. I am actually. I don't even remember who it was, but yeah, a, just like yeah. a human woman singing, and it would occasionally cut out and show him really <laughs> air quotes fun. really enjoying it. Yeah, in a chair that was like completely exposed to the. I was like, what is happening? This is so fucking weird, and it, like it made me uncomfortable. Like yeah, it, it was- wasn't. I was like laughing about it, and then I kind of stopped laughing. I was like, okay, this is really going on. And well, it goes on for so what she was long. saying. She was just like, "I'm your fantasy." Yeah, like, like it was super awkward. I do and like I was whatever like, you want, and yeah. you already know what you like. Just fuck is so weird. Why? Why is this fantasy speaking English? That yeah. that was like oh, my yeah. first thought, <clears throat> and not Wookie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did put after that note. I, I mean, leading up to that point, I was like, music is dope, though. The last thing but, that I liked about this special. Was that like Itchy's chin? It was. It was very clear yeah, that like that Harrison Ford did not give a shit about this and did oh, yeah. not want to be in it at oh, all. Yeah, he's in it for a total of two minutes. Once in the beginning to be like, "Don't worry, Chewie, we'll get you home," and then he gets Chewie home and he's yeah, like, "Yeah, you mean that much to me too, buddy." Yeah. All right. <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. I actually have a career to tend to. Yeah. So see ya. Oh my God. There's really contractually what else, what else obligated. Yeah. Um, yeah, the or the order, <laughs> the order I put this stuff in here <laughs> makes about put, as much I put as the movie. Itchy's chin is great because I liked how he had that like that like kind of like cranky old man. But then the next couple notes were cool hallucination hair drying machine, weird human Wookie interspecies <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> is this the dawn of furries? And then below that, just what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah. and that's I just kind of stopped. And then Jefferson after that point. Jefferson Starship <laughs> shows up and just like oh plays God. a rock song. <laughs> so weird. So I don't, weird. But there's also this weird storyline where like the Gestapo is like busting their door down to try and find rebel sympathizers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mark and, and then like at one point the the the, the kid Wookiee like uses Which his so bizarre looking. Uses his yeah. weird toy to like fake a callback. Right? Yeah. To be like, you need to go back to base. You need to go back to base or whatever. Also, the child Wookiee in this film looked kind of like his face looked like, do you guys remember Snit on YTV? Yeah. Like chewing gum machine with like gums that didn't quite like the human mouth being filmed somewhere else in the eyes. Yeah. I I know what you're talking about. That's, or like, what would be a better example? Those like weird hand, those like hand puppets where you like, it was weird. The, The spacing between the eyes and the, and the head was kind of sunk into the is super strange. Um, can we also talk about they also how, murder a star, uh, stormtrooper at one point, like yeah, just brutally like, murder a stormtrooper right over the edge there. And then they're just like, <laughs> "Happy holidays, everybody!" Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of weird shit. Or when the kid just decide he looks down, he's like, "Wow, I'm a long way up." Guess yeah. I'll just balance on this railing for like a full minute and a half for no like no consequence. <sighs> so Mark Hamill is a 
celebrated voice actor. Oh, he's an amazing voice actor. Yeah. This movie from 1978, mm-hmm. uh-huh. he does voice acting, and it is night and day. I know that he was young, but it's crazy thinking that the guy behind Joker and yeah. Wolverine and fucking countless, countless characters, like hundreds of characters. Yeah, and probably. like the iconic voices behind them. Yeah, huge iconic, like crazy ability when you watch the animated segment. Yeah. I assume that was him. I assume it was him too. Crazy. Like yeah. how, you, you know what's crazy, crazy about that, that animated segment? It's like you find out, so they meet Boba Fett and he pretends to be friends with them. Yeah. And Surprise. Um, Luke and Han get gassed or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't really The talisman? Clear. Yeah, or whatever. They get knocked out and Boba Fett needs to get them... Whatever, medica- that's not the point. <laughs> ...medication to bring them back to life. Right. And while he's off getting medication, R2 and C-3PO come to find out that he's actually working for Darth Vader. Yep. So he comes back with the medication, right? Yep. Wakes them up and he's like, yeah, I'm your friend. And C-3PO uh, <laughs> is like, no, nah, man, he's working for Darth <laughs> Vader. He's just like, you're right. You fell for my plan and then just flies away. Ooh. But what the fuck was his plan? <laughs> to like to help them? Was the plan was the plan for him to help them? Because if that was the plan, then yeah, they fell for it. All right. <laughs> you know, like, it was so, so stupid that I didn't even was he, was he trying to steal the talisman because he didn't do that either. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know what plan it is they fell it was for, but so bad. It was so bad. Okay. So oh, that fuck. was a stinker. Probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not kidding. Like literally the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen ever. <laughs> when I fuck you, there, Ben. There, there, there fuck been, you. There have been a lot of points in recent memory where Andrew are like Andrew and I basically are saying, you know, new low. The the you gotta love it's are like they're bad, but they're not that so bad that we're like, oh, that's awful. This is terrible. This oh, we, we've been challenging people to find new terrible things. But. Yeah, this was it. This was fucking it because this was <laughs> awful. There's yeah. not one like <laughs> I we I listed off some things I liked. They were all a stretch. There's not this movie is irredeemable. It's so bad. So let's segue here. Can we talk about one last ad, Ben? You wouldn't have seen this, but the okay. Whirlpool ad that was about being built in America. It was another one. Oh, yeah, Do yeah. you remember it with the Eagle? Mm-hmm. There's no footage that shows a Whirlpool product at all in this yeah. entire ad. It's like a minute and a half long. It's just showing fucking eagles, like yeah. crossfades of eagles <laughs> yeah, yeah, catch, yeah. catching fish, literally, and uh-huh. the and just like this really like manly sounding voice just being like, you know, wh- fucking, I can't even remember, like, we're an endangered species, like, because yeah, we yeah. proudly build everything in America, and if you don't, bu- but like, it's, it, it crosses, to me, in retrospect, it crosses that line where it went from being like, you know, as a marketer, you want to like appeal to your, you know, you want to be like, hey, like try us out or like, mm-hmm. you know, this is why we're better. Like it was forceful. Like it was like they were being like, it was like a Trump ad. Yeah. It was like, you're un-American if you do anything else. And oh, wow. it was fucking, it was crazy. Like I would, and then I was like, what is this an ad for? Cause they don't talk about their product. And then at the end, the Whirlpool logo comes up and I'm like fucking appliances. Like yeah. I get it. Cause it's like manufacturing, but it was just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. There was, was a lot of car crazy. and appliance 
<laughs> and commercials and some toys. Um, the toys were pretty interesting too. You know what would have made any this Star Wars toys during the uh, no, no, surprisingly, what, fucking what a weird wasted opportunity. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they saw the special before it aired and they were like, we don't want to associate any of our products <laughs> yeah. with this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's no longer canon. You know, you know, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I texted. I texted Andrew before we started watching this, and I was like, "Is this canon?" <laughs> uh, you know, what would have made this movie uh, immeasurably better. Any of the things that were in Rogue One. Any yeah. of the things, even one one of the things from Rogue One would have so, made this. Let's talk about Rogue One a little bit. Should we just say spoilers now because we know we're it's going to happen? Probably. Gonna, yeah. But before we get into it, why don't you tell us your part of Rogue One? Like what I did or the specific section that I worked on? A little bit of both. Oh, yeah. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <coughs> you know? Excuse me. Um, I guess I can kind of say it both at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's spoiler alert. Uh, I worked on the... Um, bombing section of the uh, edu raid oh yeah that and do and as a as a that's where i was gonna go but i was seeing if um uh, i guess you've seen the movie like do you remember what the edu section is yeah okay very cl- i remember the entire movie from beginning to end <laughs> very very vividly okay yeah. um and i i uh did um lighting setup and uh key lighting on the bomber run or on the x-wing run in particular so the impressive thing about that also is that knowing next to nothing about lighting whatsoever, the conditions during that part of the movie and on that planet were fucking insane. So I can only imagine that the amount of work that that was, it looks stunning. Yeah. The whole movie looks incredible. Yeah, like it, we're super happy with how it turned out. But like we think we knocked it out of the park. Uh, you did knock it out of the park, yeah. yeah. Conf- I'm confirming that you knocked it out of the <laughs> yeah. park. I've already told two people... This is a very controversial thing to say, and I'm going to say it on the podcast because that's what we're here to do is to Mm -hmm. fucking stir up shit and just be real. Yeah. That I think I've only seen it once, but I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie. And people are like, even more than Empire? Yeah, that was my initial reaction. I was like, Empire will always hold a special place in my heart, but like the shit that I've been pissing and moaning about as a Star Wars fan for like years and the arguments I've gotten, the innumerable arguments i've gotten in over the last year since force awakens about what i wanted and like why i was didn't feel fulfilled right this movie did all of those things to like such an extent that i was just like okay let me just put it this way because i did like force awakens but when people ask me about it i say look force awakens was the star wars movie i needed yeah after all the shit that had gone on previous no brought me back into the universe disagree Rogue One, the one you deserve. was the Star Wars, mo- Star Wars movie we all deserve. So when a good, when it ended, Star Wars movie for our generation. When it ended, yeah. there was a guy in my theater, probably a little liquored up because uh, I, I saw it in VIP and there was <laughs> yeah. people had pictures at the beginning of the movie, uh, who just started roaring, literally roaring, not like roaring a word, just going like like Chewbacca. Or, I just threw up when I did that the first time. <laughs> Just doing that and yep. then and and startling everybody in the theater, s- got to his feet, kept roaring, and then he was like, fuck you, fuck you, Lucas, that's what we deserve, <laughs> fuck you. And I was like thinking, I was like, I, I, I kind of like relate, but I was like, this is a bit excessive, like just c- c- fucking cool your jets, yeah. you know, like he did also give us Star Wars in the first place, so just like, you know, yeah. Yeah. slow your roll there, but like, 
I, yeah, well, George Lucas, I mean, he's um, he's an incredible world builder. Like, he's great oh, at yeah. building worlds and coming up with all these universes for stories to exist in. Mm. 100%. Yeah, no, and I just, fuck, it was just like, uh, it was so good. It, like, again, with, with trying to avoid, I know we said spoiler alert, but I'm going to, like, try my best to not, like, you know, because I want people to who haven't seen it to still kind of properly experience it. Yeah. But like what the main thing for me, the main thing that I have maintained is like the basis of my argument is that, um, about why I was so upset with force awakens, even though I saw it three times in theaters and loved the star Wars, the aspects of it is that like, I think that there's lots of examples out there of films that do not, you know, they're sophisticated and they do not pander Mm -hmm. and they're still good. And like, it seemed that most people that were like, that would defend Force Awakens, for example, were just like, nah, man, like whatever, it checked all the boxes. Like it was a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't like sophisticated. The dialogue wasn't great. The acting wasn't stellar, but like, whatever, it did did the trick. And I was like, I get that, but it's like lame bailing them out or giving them an excuse by saying like, the main movies need to be this way because I'm like, no, they don't need to be this way. It, it makes no sense to me. No, even but, even but when you were talking, what about I'm the, saying is like, I don't want them to change the tone. Like let, let I know them, you don't. Yeah, let them I be do. like kooky and whatever because that's what these other movies are for. But like, here's the thing: that's that's what they're for. I don't think they're for that because like Han Solo is not going to be based on the cast and based on who's directing that movie. Sure. The Han Solo movie is not going to be like Rogue One at all. No, it won't be, but I think it'll be a different tone than the main movies. Yeah, I just, I think that the difference for me is that it's not tone for me, it's you just, just you bad. No, you just, it's too zany for, for your taste. Yeah, it's bad though. Like you could still have, you can still have smarmy droid. You can still have characters that have a sense of humor. You can still have quips. You just can't have every single character in the movie fucking basically constantly flailing around and like, Fit doing physical gag shit all the time. When and then like you're really some, just talking about one character. Are we? No, I'm not talking about episode one now. This time no, like we're no, talking about talking about Force Awakens. Force Awakens. No, know, he really just, doesn't like Boyega. Well, Bo- Boyega was the was the best example of that type of shit in that movie. But mm-hmm. to an extent, everybody did that. Even fucking like the the big sulky badass son of like every Ray, single person. Did that? Absolutely, a hundred percent. She did her back and forth with Finn through the whole movie. Like. Basically, my my if I'm sure you listened to it on the podcast, I, I was to, like, yeah, everybody is Han Solo except for Han Solo in that movie, and I was like, that's fucking weird. But but here's the thing, like, I've had people, yourself included, sort of initially being like, but this movie is so the I, the concept is so dark, like you you know, it's not for children. But I was like, yo, Force Awakens Wait. opens with a, a village of innocents being shot. It's like the first Star Wars movie where we see blood, like there's blood on a stormtrooper's helmet. There's a fucking entire system gets destroyed by an even crazier space station. Mm -hmm. There's a guy who kills his father. Like, it's fucking dark shit, but, like, none of it has any weight other than being like, oh, no, one of my favorite characters from six movies over several decades died. Like, there's you never are watching that being like, oh, shit, the, like, fucking, the First Order is, like, they look in the trailers, we see this, like, fucking reminiscent of like world war ii you know you're like oh right, fuck yeah. but then th- there's just like no weight to I, it. I agree so I this agree. movie no though way. this one is heavy as fuck though is i just it's not heavy as fuck all the way through it's just like there are moments where like when they're in the holy city it was like okay the series is called star wars we already know everything that's been established in all the movies like 
We know about the Force. We know about the light side and the dark side. We know about the Empire. This was the first movie in all of them for me where I was like, when they're in Jeddah and it's like an occupied city yep. and there's like insurgents in it, I feel like, like I was saying to Koji, like whatever the rewrites were or the reshoots, because it was like too dark or whatever they were saying, I feel like some of them maybe were like, they were like, ooh, this is maybe too close to a lot of shit that's happening in the world in real life right now where there's like, you know, people, there's like civilians that so are stuck in the middle. Here, for, here's here's the way that I look at it, okay? And I think that th this is one of the main differences. And, and then you, you tell me what you think, but uh, the Force Awakens and the other movies in the Star Wars series, it's very clear. The good guys are good. The bad guys are bad. I mean... Han Solo is maybe questionable because he's a smuggler, but really, you know, he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's like a heart of gold type character and there's no blurred lines anywhere. Even Finn right at the beginning is just like, fuck, I don't want to kill anybody. Not, not, is it Finn? Yeah. The yeah. stormtrooper who yeah. then proceeds to kill many, many people that were his compatriots. Right. At but the like at first he's like, I don't want to kill any good guys. Right. right sure. And then he turns sides and he's like, okay, I'm a good guy. And it's like very <laughs> clear. There's like a line in the sand. Mm -hmm. Whereas Rogue One, it's just like, it's a little hazy. The good guys are like killing people, but like yeah. innocent people, not just killing well, bad guys. And they even draw attention to it later in the movie. Right. Right. Uh, although I, f I feel like maybe in the original cut, there was more of that. Mm -hmm. But that that's just my guess. But anyway. I, we don't know. No, we, we don't know. got to see it. Yeah. I asked him. I, I grilled him on it earlier and he wouldn't tell me what the original cut looked like. <laughs> um, but... So, you know, I, I think that that's, that's what gives this movie kind of a little bit more weight, a little bit more gravitas because it's like real. It mm -hmm. feels more real because people are just people, good and bad. They're just people. Yeah, but yeah, oh, I completely agree. But I just, again, like the whole thing for me is like, why would that not work with the main movies? Because that's not the tone that they want to yeah, set. Yeah, but, but why well, wouldn't it work though? Like the other argument about the whole kids thing, like... Kids are not going to not see this movie. Kids are going to love this movie. They're going to see it in droves. Parents are not going to make the distinction. There's not going to be a parent that's like, Rogue One's too dark for kids. I'm not going to take them to see the new Star Wars movie. And when you're watching it, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, people are getting shot in the head. But it's like Stormtroopers getting shot in the head. There are very few scenes in this that, to me, from a tone perspective, it's just like my main problem. I think what it comes down to is like, I just don't think it would hurt a movie like Force Awakens to like, you know, after they escape on the Millennium Falcon when Finn and Finn and uh, Ray are on that mm -hmm. ship, fucking don't immediately hit me after they've been fucking aping their way through this like outpost on ta on fucking uh, Jakku remember. or whatever yeah, planet is. Uh, immediately have them es like escaping the situation and just fucking having this goofy conversation. Like it was just nonstop. And I was like, fuck, like j just give me like one scene where I'm like, there's no one for you to breathe and catch the thoughts. And the yeah. Or just, or just be like, Oh shit. You know, because like, it's still, it, I'm you, curious to see what the next one will be because that, that will be what the mirror of Empire, Empire back is, which yeah. is a yeah. darker yeah, one. So of the that's original what I'm thinking. Set, like so. I think that they made, um, episode or the intention behind episode seven was to, bring the story back to the basics of what it was, which is why mm -hmm. it mirrored episode four so much in yeah. story and in tone. The story didn't bother me though. Yeah. The story didn't bother me. I, I like it. All. I liked it. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to, no, I, I mean, I, had, no, I, I know I'm still alone. I still have not <laughs> found anybody that agrees with me. Um, so no, I, I'm like ready to be it, an is island. It, isn't Nimit on your side? Well, like, Oh, maybe. You, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I agree with a lot that. of the points that you're making. I just like the movie. Um, and I think that they set it up in a way that they can actually make episode eight. Um, and I don't know what's happening, so don't mm-hmm. quote me. Don't even this. ask I, you. Like, don't even ask me. I have no idea. Yeah, he's, what's he's, actually seen, <laughs> he's actually seen footage from it and um, just doesn't want to tell us. But you I think it sets it up so that they can do very much the proper trilogy, where in episode, the first part of the trilogy, you build the second, you build the treehouse. The second part, you burn everything to the ground. Mm-hmm. The third part, you find your survivors. So this How many one, sweet Wookiees are they going to have in uh, episode eight or right. whatever? How many what? Not Wookiees. Uh, Ewoks. 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I think, I, like, I think that episode eight is going to determine how good episode seven actually is. Yeah, it's it's not even, you know, it's not even like. Obviously, it's an opinion thing. I'm not going to like change. Obviously, I'm not going to change anybody's minds. It's just like the age old, like people being like, "Yeah, I mean, I liked it." I'm like, "Yeah, but the fucking it could like the it whole been, it, it was what I better. needed, not what I deserved." Like, imagine if it was fucking incredible instead of just being like, "Oh yeah, it was good. It was a Star Wars movie." Like, I just don't get why fans, especially diehard fans, there aren't more people like, "Oh, fucking Episode One is the worst. Jar Jar is terrible. I hate all these things about the original trilogy." And then they went and saw Force Awakens. They're like, "Yeah, that was it." I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" No, the, Rogue One was it. Force Awakens to me just felt like an extension of what happened with one, two, and three in terms of That's the crazy. level of quality. I mean, I agree with the Rogue One part, but like Rogue yeah. One is amazing. I can't, I can't think of any argument that somebody would make that would be like they shouldn't just make more st- like i do like the idea of doing different stuff like i'm excited to see what they do with a young han solo movie but well, like it's like yeah, coming out every Donald, year so yeah. you know well so totally. it's 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 sort of every other year so uh the episodic ones right will be every, and then the anthologies yeah, yeah. yeah fill the gaps yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like the olympics but like yeah it there's uh, one thing i think the thing just another way of saying it is like the as like a a fan of this universe, somebody who's been immersed in it for mm-hmm. like my entire life. Yep. And I think the reason that I'm so attracted to the books and the comics and the video games is because there's a sophistication there that I know that exists, you know, like there's like a depth of in, in a bottomless depth of content and yeah. imagination and things to pull from. And like a lot of the stories that I like, I'm like, or even when I was a kid playing with the toys, like in my head, I had these scenarios and like the films are so, basic yeah which was fine but like i'm just i it's like when you, you watch other old that. movies and you're like this makes sense for its time yeah like you don't need to continue to do things that way just because you think that like ostensibly if they're doing it because they want it's a fan for old films or a film for old fans to love and for new fans to like come like, you could have literally done almost anything and that's still gonna happen it's Remember still gonna Chewbacca? happen Remember Chewbacca? Yeah. Uh, anyway, look, we I, don't need to go on about... I got something that you got to bring home with you to ILM, all right? Okay. Because when they first mentioned that they were going to do these like Star Wars films that were outside of the main storyline, they, they initially had thrown down this idea, and I'm like, this needs to happen. <laughs> it is like... Think about Jabba and his whole crew. Like You got Greedo, you got... Um, uh, the, the Hut crime family. Yeah, what's his name though? Fucking Boba Fett. No, but before you go into this whole thing, yeah. I uh, legally can't accept um, unsolicited. <laughs> uh, movie you don't. Pitches. You don't. You don't my spec script. I. No, I. Yeah. I'm just putting this out there right now in case somebody actually hears it at work. I yeah. can't like 
accept or submit <laughs> any of this sort of stuff. But, Fair enough. But uh, you get all these guys together and you have like an Ocean's Eleven-esque film <laughs> in space. It's like a heist movie. Yeah. You know, Jabba funds the whole thing and they maybe they double cross him or something. But it's like all, all the like mercenary bounty hunter aliens going doing this like weird heist mission. Let's uh, do it. I would love to. Well, I don't know if I would. I don't know if you could do a whole movie, but K2. Oh, I want yeah, more K2, man. Yeah. I want more K2. Alan Tudyk. Tudyk? I'm not sure to pronounce yeah. it either. But yeah, he was Tudyk. perfect. I mean, he, he's already great, but fucking great job yeah <laughs> everybody involved great job the, that the, character was amazing the crazy yeah. thing like okay. and you related to he, him instantly yeah and in ret i was thinking about it after uh he looks like a vintage like ashley wood robot drawing he, which totally, is am- yeah. which is amazing i'm not even like uh whoever did the concept like it's sick i was like yeah but that's exactly how i envisioned ashley wood paintings to move and exist in like a real space. Okay, I'm so going to drop a massive spoiler bomb here, like huge. So if you have not seen this movie, pause it right now. Just like stop listening. Maybe just discard this entire episode <laughs> from this point forward. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I am. This is like the biggest of all spoiler bombs. But is it about the end? Scene? There's so many good characters in this film. Okay, right. so many good characters. Yeah. yeah, right. That immediately, immediately within like 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, they're all going to die. Yeah. Because there's no way that you introduce characters. Like, obviously, this movie has been made after all of these other movies, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the only way it makes sense in the story, if you have all these cool characters and then you never see them again, yeah. is if they die. Yeah. Because there's, like, K2 was a perfect example. Yeah. The, like, two Asian guys <laughs> yeah. are fucking Everybody incredible. Everybody is amazing. But, like, the... Ah, oh, fuck it. All Although, t- like, it's so good. Okay, two it's things. It's so good. Two things really quickly. Yeah. One, I-, I wanted to see more of that blind guy just do his crazy blind shit. Because, <laughs> like, that was insane. I mean, there, but there are characters that they could potentially do a comp, like, you know, the com- obviously you wouldn't be able to see him in action, like, live action. But, yeah. like, the comics have been building the the new Marvel comics. Like, yeah. they did Poe Dameron comic. They did that. They have one right now, Dr. A- Ashta or Ashti, I, who is a I'm, spin-off character from the Darth Vader comic. Okay. She's not even in the movies, but there's I could see them doing that for the ki- like because there's so many fan favorites that could come out of this. Okay. Oh, totally. There. But I, I think we need to discuss fucking Darth Vader. Oh, finally, the Darth Vader that like everybody's wanted oh, to see. Oh man. Like like the craziest fear. fuck shit up worse than he does in video games. Oh, oh dude, and that's saying a lot because I was telling uh, I was talking we were talking about this the other night or whatever. Like when I I've been playing Battlefront consistently since it came out, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the things I loved when we were when I, like kind of everybody like all my friends were still playing it was like the the balancing in that game, the balancing like the way the hero how the strength mm-hmm. of the heroes in that game. There was a legitimate like if we were playing on Hoth. And it was like Walker assault and we're trying to like shut, you know, get, get these computers up, these satellites up to call in our Y wings and we're the rebels. And then like the computer voice, like the radio is like, uh, we've just received word that Darth Vader is like, is like on, on the scene. You're just like, fuck. Like, I hope, I mean, I played it so much now that it's kind of dulled it, but like, you're just like, I fucking hope we don't see Darth Vader because they're so, you could do like nothing against it. It feels like that you're in like a tight hallway and you see Darth Vader at the other end. He's got like an unlimited range on like his force choke. He can yeah. throw his lightsaber and you're like, I'm fucked. I'm just dead. And that, this movie, you're just like watching it like, uh, oh, literally those, all those, those guys poor bastards. Are, those guys 
Well, he, he was essentially in the middle of a, a battle zone, and you can tell he's just like annoyed. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, can get <laughs> out of my way. He's just like moving his hands in in directions. Guys, oh, just go flying. It's so good, and just the fact he's like, "Yo, we, do we need to send a squad or whatever?" He's just like, "No, nah, I got it, this." Like he he does not give a sh- he gives no shits at all. He's like, N- I am not threatened by anything. Yeah, like when he's just holding the guy on the ceiling. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna hold you there. I'm gonna kill a couple more people. And no but blaster. He was in that like weird liquid solution Back in the beginning. Tank. Yeah, with without his suit without on his limbs, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn though also great. Also great cast great though. Just like good that Forrest Whitaker was sweet as Sagarera. <laughs> yeah. Like like. I think She's Paul Walker made an appearance con- at one point. Convincingly crazy. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Convincingly crazy. When yes. like wh- when they're like, oh, he's like he became a lunatic, and I was like, oh, we know that he's not that much of a. But then when you see him again, and you're like, the looks on his face and how he talks, like, and ta- stops to take breaths of his respirator, I'm just like, yo, he did go crazy. Yeah, he, <laughs> like he's convincingly. That man nuts. has seen some things. Fuck, but so good. It was almost as if like they're trying to draw a bit of a parallel to Darth Vader. Because he was yeah. like the extremist on he's like the less light human. side. Yeah. He yeah. was still he was wearing dark. He is missing limbs, and he's like, you know, he has a weird like breathing noise. Fuck, man! I, I, so I honestly much think the more shit. I think about it, the more I think that your theory is probably correct. That he probably did a bunch of evil shit in the original cut of the movie yeah. that we just didn't see. Like but, when maybe even when he picks her up, there's yeah. a little bit of a backstory there when she's still kind of growing. Uh, I just like it. It just had. S- Fuck, man. Like, there's so much depth. For, and it's, like, frustrating. The, yeah. Again, it's frustrating because, like you said, introducing all these characters in an anthology film. Yeah. Like, in the in the main episodic series, there's it's, like, a continuation. And there's so much possibility for... And you're just, like... That's why, like, I watched it. And I was, like, there's so many new planets and new characters and just new aspects. That, like, they deep... There's so much detail and even backstory. Like, the... When they're, like, oh, yeah, he he's with the rebels like he well mm-hmm. he's not with the rebels anymore he yeah. is he started against off the now, empire yeah and like you just never they never touch on that stuff they kind of hint at it being there yo that dude from and the it, night of though anyway yeah riz ahmed is amazing and Bodhi. but like another thing like the it all this talking about how dark it is like it still does have humor like the one part that i loved was when uh i can't remember his name but the um the guy with the long hair that's always the, like the, fucking the yeah i can't remember anything. the I'm crazy weapons all the time when yeah. they're on the when they're on the beach and he like pulls out that like rocket launcher and he fires it at the atat and it like hits the atat's head and the atat is just kind of like looks yeah it over does and nothing like, yeah and it does nothing in his face he's just kind of like ooh, and it, like looks back at him like, <laughs> yeah. just like like shit like that that's like classic what i think of as like classic han solo yeah. like i'm gonna do this thing you know like when he runs down the hall or like he's so sure things are going to work and so it still had like dashes of that like yeah everything yeah. that k2 does but they didn't make every character constantly doing shit like right. that like k2's was, introduction and the whole thing where it's just like you're going to give her a gun do you want to know what the probability of her using it <laughs> no, it's, high. it's very, it's high it's very high <laughs> it's so good man yeah. uh i liked all the the subtle throws to the uh, rest of the universe too that's amazing like when they're walking the through milk. that one planet uh, yeah the blue milk but when they're walking that one planet and they run into the same guys that Luke. oh yeah the walrus bar. man yeah or the wall you yeah. are fucking so good yeah it was amazing um but yeah like it, it was 
it was so good, man. There, like, I have no, so far from no complaints that like I can't even. It was so amazing. Well, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna see it two or three more times, so I might have a complaint or two. Me as well. Right. I'm gonna. Absolutely. Going to see it with my dad. I'm just trying to think of like... I think hopefully when we get out to Vancouver. The only complaint that I could possibly think of is that it starts off a little slow. Yeah, it starts off slow and then it builds. Right. Well, I might have just missed this because I was still so overwhelmed and already excited. But like the only thing for me was that I feel like it jumped around a lot quickly at the beginning in that like... Oh, it was going yeah. from planet, couple, to planet to planet to planet planets planet. that I was just like, whoa, what is this planet? Wait, yeah. how did she end up? Oh, okay, whatever. It's not really important to the plot, really, but like, I would like to know why there's a prison on this planet and that she's in this prison or that they're transport, you know, but like, whatever. I guess, yeah, it, but comic they just books. had to sort of move yeah. things along. It, it, yeah. It's there, it's there sort of, like when you're watching a movie, like a regular not space movie, it'd be like, okay, you know, like Italy, mm-hmm. then France, mm-hmm. then Germany or whatever. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. in, in your head, you'd be like, oh, that's not so crazy because like they're all really close to each other and like right. that makes sense. But I guess because it's Star Wars, it's a big universe rather than, you know, using points that you know. It's like, okay, here's a planet, here's a planet. But like... It's kind of good too because yeah. like you see those and that's the kind of shit where you're like, oh, I hope they put that planet in the next Battlefront game so that I can learn more about it and yeah. run around on it and just like see more of it because that's what Star Wars has like always done. Yeah. You're like, oh... Well, I Plus, really loved sorry, how, how flushed out all the planets were, too. Like, a lot of sci-fi totally. movies with everything being squeaky clean and sparsely yeah. populated, like, Not all these Star planets Wars. felt like they were lived in. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that there was also, like, very clear, lo- like, enemy lines mm-hmm. yeah. in this. Whereas the other Star Wars movies, even though they might have been behind enemy lines, it didn't feel like... Yeah. There was no sense of urgency, really, ever. Totally. You know, like, whereas this, like, you you see guys kicking down people's doors and it's, like, I don't yeah, know. It's good. It well, I mean, again, the, going back to that sophistication, like, it's cool seeing, even though Stormtrooper armor is still totally useless and they just get killed in droves and they're yes. just kind of cannon fodder. Especially by blind men with sticks. Totally. Yeah. Even... I mean, that's something that's very, I feel like classic in Star Wars, but I loved that we got to see, it was so much more strategic. How come they never use those black stormtroopers anymore? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't that know. was like Krennic's like personal guard. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll come back to that. Well, no, because uh, Darth Vader uses those um, episode four when he takes the two pilots with him. Right. Tie, tie, tie pilots. Uh, but they don't, remember, they're, they're shock troopers, but I can't remember like the exact. Anyway. So like, it was so cool seeing, like, for example, you look at, like, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, cool. We introduced all these cool walkers, right? Mm-hmm. The AT-ATs and the ATSTs. And, like, they, there's loosely, like, oh, they're going to blow up the shield generator. They needed ground troops. But, like, there's not really a lot of... It's just, like, this looks cool. We wanted to have these walkers. And then even, right. like, having the shit on Endor, like, the speeder bikes is cool, but, like, does it make sense to have real incredibly high-speed bikes on a planet that has so many obstacles? You know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. makes more sense oh. when it's on Tatooine. In yeah, this, it was, like... It was cool that you could tell when they were writing this movie, they paid attention to like tactical, like the scene in Jeddah where they're on the like hover tank. And then when shit escalates, then you see a walker, but only where it can like fit yep. coming in and like laying down. So, and then like on the beaches, they're like troop carry. Like 
when they used stuff in this, or even like the dog fights in this one, it was very much like the rebels are coming in, and instead of just being like, okay, focus your fire on this thing, it was like, okay, we're gonna run these bombers over to this area so that they can actually That's bomb something. That's his scene. So sick. And the X, yeah, calling in the X wings on Edu. Like, there how about when all those Tie fighters just started pouring out of that? Yeah, thing, in like, the so many the space station. That yeah. was it was so crazy. So, so many so wicked things that like you're like, oh, tactically even like it just. It kind of checked that bot for me as a huge nerd in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, like when they um, on Edu, just the fact that they were trying to do something on the ground, it felt like, a, you know, like a war movie where it's like there's OK, we got troops on the ground. We can't send in our guys to bomb because we'll risk hitting our own guys. And it was like a situation where a guy just made a call and they were like, oh, fuck. Can I yeah. ask you a weird spoilery question? Uh, why the fuck would they have Princess Leia in the middle middle of a battle zone? Well, I don't. I think they kind of explained that a little bit with Bail uh, Organa, when you know when he was like when they were on Yavin Four, because she's like she's been raised by this guy, not knowing who she is. Yeah, and he's a major player. Like he's like essentially part of the rebellion. He's one of the leaders of the rebellion, and like she, yeah, was, we know that she's already feisty and part of the rebellion actively. You know what I mean? So right. I think he was just like, there's that scene where um, on Mothma's like, yo, it's, I think it's time that you reach out to your like your Jedi buddy. Yeah, he's and like, he's I've like, got someone that I can trust. He's like, I've got worry. someone that I can trust. And she, she's like, she asks like how trustworthy the person is. And he's like, I trust her with my life. I think that was the whole, that was all we got to be like, okay, so he's now putting things into play, not knowing that they're going to send the whole fleet at that point. Right? Yeah, I guess so. So it explains why she ended up being in the middle of that. It was fuck. They're, Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. They fucking finished it perfectly. Like the way it lined, like oh, if, you were, buddy, if you were wondering why there was but a this is almost like chasing a, a blockade runner at the beginning of A New Hope. And you're is, like, why this, is this blockade runner in the middle yeah, of space? This is a prequel posted, now. My buddy just posted right? an article um, today on Facebook and I'll tag you in it that goes through the 10 things that are now better explained in episode four because of what happened in Rogue this One. Is, this is episode 3.5. Oh, it's so good. That's it's what so it is, good. right? Yo, when, like, because initially when the, when Rogue One takes off, yeah i'm like okay i don't really understand how we're gonna get to that beach scene and then like they find out there's like call outs apparently to the current rebels series there's like a character that they just mentioned her name in passing she's mm-hmm. like a commander in rebels or something like that i haven't I seen a rebel show neither so. have i i just i was just reading about it because i was fucking geeking out so hard after the movie but yeah. when they're like oh shit this is happening right now on uh uh scarif mm-hmm. or scarif and they're like, okay, we better mobilize the whole fleet. And then there's like that part where the fucking like fleet, I was like, oh man, this is fucking so wicked. It just keeps getting better. But it, like, again, that, like you said, that urgency where it's just kind of like, they're like, okay, well, we got to get out of here. Cause like, we're painfully outnumbered. We yeah. just came here to do one thing. Like, yeah, it just fucking, it was, it was I'm great. glad, I'm glad you liked it though, because Good I know work. that we had several quests. We, we had several yeah, conversations. I was worried. About, I was worried. I'm like, no, don't worry. These new oh. movies are going to do something different. And you're like, oh, are they? Are they going to be different? Oh, because I, I feel like it's going to be the same. Look at this article that says they're reshooting. Yeah, totally, so, man. No, I listened and to that I was podcast. Afraid too. I was afraid and too. It was, I wanted to message you guys and say, guys, they reshoot like literally every single movie that gets made. I No, I know that. But, <laughs> but the articles that I was reading were specifically saying... Specifically said because it yeah, was too Yeah, the dark. reason they said, because the whole... Up until that point, we've been talking, like Koji said, he was like, this one's going to be darker. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And then like there was an article, fucking, I don't know what site it was on. Yeah, whatever. Coming I think soon. it was Variety. Variety. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, the, the reason given by the PR company or whatever was that 
it didn't feel like Star Wars-y enough and that it was too dark and there was things that they needed to like tweak a little bit. So yeah. when I read that, of course, I blew it way out of proportion and I was like, but see, Koji? Rightfully, see? rightfully but, so, though, because I was pretty worried, too. I was, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, maybe I'm totally wrong. Oh, man, it's crazy. Also... Well, I will say this. Kathleen Kennedy, the woman that took over for George Lucas, yeah. is brilliant. Like, that woman knows what she's about. Did she take over before or after Force Awakens? She started with Force Awakens. Mm. Yes. I also do Great think starting. <laughs> I do think that she's brilliant based on what little I've read and now what I've seen, but Force Awakens, guys. I fucking can't get over it. I can't. And now it made me feel even worse after seeing this. The elation of the movie could not even mask my, like, looking backwards, being like, oh, Force Awakens had been closer to this. It would have been so good. <laughs> Fuck. In my, in my brain now, I kind of hope that during each successive movie they have a trailer for the next one that would be cool i don't know how we're gonna physically do that though yeah i was reading they were like we were expecting the trailer for this and i was like eh, it's probably not gonna come out till like march or april <laughs> i think i don't know maybe but, but like it just don't didn't... they want to have the next movie done by next year yeah so episode yeah. eight comes out this so, time next year one would think that because like some of these fucking movies you have a trailer like three years in advance it's like oh yeah, I know. yeah but it's, it's or like a teaser for the trailer which right. doesn't count um also nice that there's no after credit scene there's no after credit scene right i don't know no there isn't we okay. i stayed until i saw we stayed all the way until the house lights came on there's no after i i stayed until i saw ben's name in the credits and i was like it's refreshing. well i can leave because you don't need it not for that you don't one. need it. In. No. <laughs> the, the do, do you want to know what, you know what the after left. credit scene is? Episode, Episode four. four. Yeah. Yeah. But like even, I, I mean like even if they wanted to, because the only thing I could think of is you were talking about all these characters dying. It just shows a scene of like K2's hand. You know what I mean? Like where they're like, oh, we're going to bring this character back. But they didn't, that would have ruined so no, much. That, that section of the planet no longer exists. Oh, it's like, so no, no, th this is what happens is, Many, many years later, in episode eight, they dig up an old circuit board and they're like, I wonder what's on here. And then it's K2. Fuck, man. K2 is so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It was great. It was. I really enjoyed it. It set up pretty... We successfully pr spoiled pretty much most the of the movie. major parts of yeah. the movie. Well, no. You haven't, you haven't talked about... <laughs> you still haven't talked about Tarkin. Oh, man. Oh, there's so many... Yeah. Grand Moff, Walker, Paul... Tarkin. Dude, our, our, our work looks so much better than that. Don't, no, it, don't bring it down to that level. It, it's, it, it is really good, but when I first heard that they were like, ma like making CGI dead people, I was like, oh, I don't know. But it actually turned out really good. Really good. I mean, Leia wasn't, wasn't a dead person. Well, but. Leia's difficult because um, you see her so much more often, and you did just see her in the last movie, so you've kind of got this vision of what she's supposed to look like yeah. and at that point in her career her like her skin was really perfect and everything of um carrie fisher carrie fisher was because she's like what 18 or something like that like super young so yeah. like everything about your skin at that point and your face it's, it's just totally perfect different. yeah and if you try to make something that perfect out of 3d people look at it and go no nah, that's not right right whereas right, right. tarkin is old and grizzled and he's got lime spots everywhere like that's a lot more believable because he's just so aged yeah it was good do you uh oh fuck yeah that those guys that were working for Sagarera that had the, those crazy helmets that like were, i'm sure they were alien underneath there but it looked 
kind of like an alien head, but then you realized it was kind of a helmet, sort of like a Tuscan Raider yeah, type thing. And I was like, fuck. Also, uh, I love that they still squeezed in at least one sequence of stormtroopers just talking about something totally pointless that has like yes. those guys when he's just like, hey, did you, hey, did you hear the rumor? Yeah, they're uh, they're like decommissioning the uh, T-15s or whatever. Yeah. And then there's a like, guy like destroyed like immediately <laughs> after him. Like these poor guys. Like I thought that was they, a, like a... Mind own business. When I heard that, I was like, I bet there's like a Star Wars nerd out there who knows exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, weren't they talking about the Skyhopper? I can't remember. I, I'm not that... I don't know. Like when Luke was like when Luke like full disclosure here. I'm not not the biggest. I'm not lore the biggest nerd. Star Wars lore, like a lore, lore hound. No. Yeah. So there was like a, a three winged thing that looked like a small version of the Imperial shuttles. You know the okay. Imperial shuttles with the folding wings. Yeah. yeah. Called like a T sixteen. Yeah. The Sky one Hopper. that um, Luke uh, used Krennic's, to sh- Krennic's shuttles loosely based on. Yeah, it looks very similar to that, but smaller. And I I, I can't remember whether it's T fifteen or T sixteen, but like the only reference in the movies to it is when Luke. It, during the Death Star briefing in A New Hope, when talking he's like about using his womp rat, yeah, when they're killing womp, womp killing womp rats, when he's like talking to Biggs, and he's just like, oh, it's you know, remember when we used to like bullseye womp rats and our T sixteen Skyhopper or whatever, yeah. Like, so it's just like I feel like that was like a desirable hot rodish kind of like fighter ship that like existed at that time, or or because a new hope comes after this yep. like it was like a thing and like those stormtroopers were just being like oh yeah they're not they're not making those anymore that's like you know yeah it was nice, but like it nice had nothing east, to, nice little easter egg thrown in yeah it had nothing yep. to do with anything it was just showing these guys just like on patrol like ah yeah man do you hear did you watch the game last night yeah we, totally we also oh, fuck. just like get didn't mention by. the fact that they explain away the blaring weakness in, in the, death, the star. death star but oh Fucking, I can't even, yeah. Let's not talk more about that because that's, what? I feel pretty crucial. No? What do you mean? Like we, you don't want to spoil the movie that we've we already literally ruined. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, what, what, other it's than perfect. this, what haven't we talked about? It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. That, that's brilliant. There, that's like the best writing, like being able to like. There have been like, so many online debates about like, yeah, okay, but like if the ship existed, like they wouldn't spoofs, have this thing. Spoofs, family yeah. Guy, fucking Robot Chicken, everybody robot being chicken like. Robot Chicken hilarious. It's so good. Or yeah. like in Family Guy when he's just like, oh yeah, there's one weakness, a thermal uh, exhaust port. It's about like two meters wide and Stewie as Darth Vader is just like, oh, well can we just uh you know cover that up put some two by fours over it or yeah. something like just like well why can't we just fix that yeah it was awesome it was just like oh nobody knew about it except for like the the, the lead, lead designer, architect yeah. and designer who had a reason for doing that yeah fucking amazing and yeah. like so no one good. no one would have known it was a weakness he not only built in the weakness but exposed, Revealed, exposed it, it to specifically them. to this group of people yeah because otherwise you never would have found that that is yeah. just it's brilliant it's Yeah, unlike the holiday special. Oh, fuck. So we, can we do? Re- are we gonna do recommendations? Yeah, we should probably. Can you? All right. So recommendations for the week. Um, what do you got for us, Andrew? Mm, I don't know. Can we come back to me? I, I didn't do my. I haven't been done my homework for recommendations for the last couple of weeks. I've been reading the same book, okay. playing the same games. But, you know, like I haven't fucking branched out as much because i've been really busy come back to me all right all right well i read a lot so my recommendation is a book i mean i wanted to kind of do music or a movie or something but yeah no i'm totally a bookworm okay um the book's called anathem and it's by uh neil stephenson i think i pronounced that properly mm. um 
but yeah, it's like hardcore sci-fi. Cool. I'm familiar with the author actually, but I don't know the book. I check it out. It talks about um, how do I talk about What's this without ruining it too much? <laughs> um, it takes place like way, way, way in the future after society's crumbled and rebuilt itself, okay. and the way that civilization sort of reformed into a section where they've got, you know, um, idiocracy. I guess how they've got like stupid people and smart people. Mm-hmm. So they kind of. Sp- Split people that were really good at thinking and people that weren't and because giving people that were really smart the power to control a populated group was caused the downfall of the earth the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of about how a planet set up like this deals with uh, first contact. Wow. Whoa, that sounds awesome. I didn't know where you were going with that. I'm like, okay. So it's, and then that last part, woo. That's pretty sweet. Crazy. Okay. Cool. Uh, I will check that out. Yeah, like it's, Add that shit to my it's list. It's almost a thousand pages. Like It's not a light read. To um, do it, sign me up. 2017, going to read that book. I was I was hooked the entire time through it. Like It's a really good read. Cool. I think I'm going to recommend, uh, because I saw them the other no, day. No, I knew it. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, I totally know what I'm going to recommend. And it's super timely. But then you just started to talk and I was like, fuck. Oh. Uh, um, think of something else. Well, what were you gonna say? Were you gonna say uh, the hotelier? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, okay, you go. It's cool. It's you. Because uh, I, I saw them the other day. I mean, I could have said pup, maybe, but no, um, I knew you were gonna say the hotelier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend uh, the hotelier. Saw them live. It's like a, I, I like hesitate to use the term, but emo revival band. Mm. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. But like, it doesn't I, it doesn't mean they're not awesome. To me, for me, there's no stigma there they're because amazing. like, I'm they're just great. fucking love that shit. Fucking fantastic band. Yeah. Um. The, yeah. The backstory though, real. Not that there needs to be a backstory, but the timeliness of this. What's funny about it is that I love Pup, and I knew that the Pup show was coming up, and I couldn't go to it. Just couldn't like afford it. Didn't have the time. Whatever it was. But I didn't remember at any point reading the lineup i was just like mm-hmm. i can't go to the show i'm not gonna read the lineup and i didn't koji, even know they were playing koji Ko- and i love the hotelier i've seen them like three times yeah we've discussed have, it yeah and and the other night koji was just like yo uh like liam from cancer bats is singing sabotage right now with pup and i was just like fuck that sh-. i was at the office i was w- in it was like 10 30 or whatever i was at the office working and i was just like fuck the last thing i want right now is somebody telling me about the <laughs> awesome show they're at and and a couple messages into that conversation, I don't I don't know if I asked or if you just volunteered. No, no, you were me. like, "Yo, did the Cancer Bats open that show?" Oh yeah, that's right. Because I was like, "Well, it's crazy." Because I know Cancer Bats have that. Co-. And he's like, "No, it was the Hotelier." And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, "Fuck!" I can't believe I missed this fucking show, or am currently missing it right now. Yeah. So yeah, they're great. You could have gone the next day. Yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about it. The, so well, you actually the, couldn't have because it the, was sold out. But the I mean, tell your which a particular album or just the band in general. Oh, that you're recommending? No, just the band in general. I mean, I'm gonna throw a song on, but like from my experience thus far, um, and I, you know, I've listened to the albums on Google Music because I've I've been introduced to them with the uh, what I the latest album. You know, the one with the spray paint on the cover. I can't remember what it's called. Well, goodness. Is that no, the one with the house and the... No, that that's their second last one. Home Like No Place, is there? Yeah. Yeah, that was their, not their most recent. Their most recent one is the one with the nude people on the cover called oh, Goodness. Th- oh, that's their most recent one. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Well, regardless, um, being introduced to them at, at, at like, when did that come out, actually? Which one? Home? The, 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 the most recent one. The most recent one came out this year. Came out like earlier this year. Like I would say like spring. Okay. Well, then spring or summer. I'll say that I was introduced to them when that album was released. Okay. So to me, it was all one chunk you know, I mean, obviously different albums, but like, it's there's not a very obvious demarcation between one album and the next. There's certain bands where you're like, oh, that last album, you could tell they were like young, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and this next one, you're like, oh, they really, they really got it, yeah. You know, w- with these guys, each album is like, oh yeah, like they they knew what their sound was from the get go, and all the albums have been in that same band, yeah. yeah. You Although know? they were initially called the Hotel Year. Oh. separate words really and i remember reading about them in like ap or something yeah and being like there's a lot of bands around that time that had names like that and a lot of them i wasn't really into and yeah i just lumped them in that category and it wasn't until i think my google play like t- fucking like two years ago or some radio app recommended it was like oh because you liked yeah, that's whatever. how i found them too and it was that the home like no place is their album and i like press play and that opening song i was sold immediately yeah oh, i was yeah. just like oh fuck it's probably because i like like a lot of speed or something because mm-hmm. they have like a lot of sort of spoken word type shit is amazing so good cool yeah i didn't I, fuck now my whole perspective has changed i thought this was that was the most recent album but no goodness is their most recent album. i should have bought that one too then yeah the well the, i asked you the price it's like 45 bucks in stores here in canada it was 35 at the show it's still w- seemed, worth it the other one was 20 and I was like do I oh yeah do I really want to buy oh, an older it. album for $15 more but I didn't realize it was a new one so fuck yeah. um, I'm also going to recommend music okay I'm kind of losing track I don't know if I recommended this before but so the re- I have been compiling my um, embarrassingly to me embarrassingly thorough like best of lists Mm -hmm. and like playlists for like, what was I listening to in 2016? And then like, you know, painstakingly organizing like what I can't have more than like once, you know, all that Mm -hmm. kind of bullshit. So kind of revisiting some stuff that I was listening to a lot, maybe for like a month or two and then didn't listen to it as much. Um, there's an artist named no name. You, I think she just goes by no name now used to go by no name gypsy who is part of sort of chance the rapper. I don't want to say part. She's her own artist, but She's been on a lot of Chance songs okay. and like not just songs on his mixtapes, but like just one-off songs that he's done, like Chance and No Name Gypsy. Um, she put out her first like mixtape sure. this year and it's called Telephone with an F. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of my favorite albums of the year. And it's not even like, uh, you know, mixtapes now just feel like proper albums because of people like Chance. Basically, they put out a mixtape and it's like could just be a release if you saw it in stores. Yeah. It's like that. It doesn't have Chance on it, to my knowledge, surprisingly, but it has a lot of like, if you're into Chance the Rapper or like Saba or there's a number of artists that you would probably be familiar with just from listening to Donnie Trumpet, Social Experiment, all those all those kinds of groups. It's fucking great. It's super mellow, very thought thoughtful hip hop music in that way that like it's rap, but hip-hop music especially in the last year i would say because of people like chance it's kind of and childish gambino kind of branched out a little bit you know what yeah, i mean you yeah. can't really it's kind of soul a little bit of r&b especially a little chance's, bit of everything or childish's new album oh yeah that 
that's like a whole other episode. Yeah. Mm. We should do another music episode though soon because I feel like it's been a while. Sure. Yeah. We're going to do New Year's stuff for next this next episode, but maybe the one after that. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So those are our recommendations for the week. Uh, like Andrew said, next week we're going to do a New Year's episode in which we look at for the You Gotta Love It, a movie called aptly titled New Year's. New Year's Eve, I believe, is the full name. Or is oh. it just New Year's? Whatever. Fun cares. It's one of those ensemble Zach Efron. John Bon Jovi. Ludacris is in it. And then a bunch of other people. I don't know. Whatever. We've been looking at a lot of Ludacris movies re- re- recently. It's true. Um, Yo, did you see the Fast and the Furious 8 trailer? Yeah, what's it called again, though? The Fate of the Furious. Yeah. yeah. Get it? It seems kind of... St- uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly was not impressed by that. It trailer. seems kind of silly. Doesn't like, make sense. He turns on them. It's still going to see it. It's all about family. It too. I mean, the movies are fun. I don't understand but. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Brain control. Also, Charlize Theron with the like Angelina Jolie gone in 60 seconds, blonde dreadlocks. Like, yeah. is that a shout out? Is Nick Cage going to be the after credit scene in Fast I hope 8? so. Anyway, sorry, go back to what's the hidden or the you got to love it. No, that's right. That was You Gotta Love It. It's oh, New yeah, Year's that Eve. was You Gotta Love It. What's the, the hidden gem? The hidden yeah. gem is Hudsucker Proxy, a Coen Brothers joint. Hmm. Maybe their first or second. Hmm. Uh, it takes place over New Year's, so we're going to take a look at that as well. And I think that's it. So until next time, guys, keep loving it. Go see Rogue One. <laughs>